0: We've been working on preparing, preparing as we get on our marks, get set, right, as we're heading for the building, and you know what, before we go into it, I just want to make sure we understand what our vision is as a church. It's such a big deal for us to grasp what we're about before we talk about the thing today that we're going to talk about, because quite frankly, it can often get misused. So vision and mission, here's what it is. Our mission statement's built off of Matthew chapter 28. When Christ says, go and make disciples, that's his command to the apostles, go and make disciples. And so our goal and role here is to make disciples. And let's clarify that a little bit. It means we're building in a depth of following. We're teaching people to run after him with all they've got in a deep and on fire way. And as God pours in, as you get to know him better and better and in richer and richer ways... Well, then you end up kind of pouring it over to the streets. It's that going vertical first, and then it pours over to the ones you care for. And so making disciples, it is about depth. And it does end up being about breadth quite often, but we don't control that in any way. And so just so you know, our goal around here is to make sure you're on fire. And if you're on fire and if you're following him, hey, God will take care of the breath in whatever way. He'll show you who you should be talking to. He'll teach you of when you should be sharing something. He'll challenge you in a way that you should go to make it clear who Christ is. And God can get the greater glory on that. That's how breath comes, all right? And so it's great to have you here. It's great to be firing up. That's our mission statement. Question, so when should we be sharing with somebody? When should I be reaching out? And who should I be reaching out to? And how should I be reaching out to them? And that's what we're covering today. Preparing to spread the word, okay? Preparing to spread the word about the great news of Jesus Christ. When, how, and where do I do that? That's what we're talking about, all right? So turn with me if you will to Colossians chapter 4. We're going to start at verse 2 We got the ushers coming forward. They've got Bibles in their hands So if you need a Bible, just raise your hand. They'll get one to you Colossians 4 starting in verse 2 and we're going to talk about preparing to spread the word Preparing to make sure others know of the good news of Jesus Christ All right, just raise your hand. They'll get a Bible to you So the first step in preparing It's all about prayer Prayer ask God for open doors to share Ask God for open doors to share It's when we come to him on our knees and we long for him to be in charge and we say Lord What do you want done and where do you want me to head? That's what it means for prayer and asking him for these open doors So where do we get it from? Let's just start in verse 2 here of Colossians 4 He says continue steadfastly in prayer being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the word. So let's break it down. Continue, like keep on doing what you're doing, right? So he's writing to the church in Colossae, and that means they're already prayers. They already get who's in charge, and they're already coming to Christ as king, and and he's saying keep that up. Continue in prayer continue steadfastly like driven dedicated nothing will take me off the course that i'm on steadfastly i'm focused lord and wherever you want me to go i will not be pushed aside from that that you might be given the greater glory steadfastly lord whatever pain whatever problems whatever mockery it doesn't matter i'm yours says continue steadfastly in prayer in prayer this is where we're talking with God where we're interacting with him and sharing with him what the truth of our heart is it's communicating with the king that's prayer so I wrote a couple things down about prayer did you know that prayer is actually two-way we treat prayer as one way like I sit down and I'll tell you what I think and then I leave and actually what's supposed to be going on is yeah, we talk with God and we share what we think But we need to be hearing from him as well Is holy spirit moving within us And let me just say this trust this God speaks through his word And so the two way to prayer is i'm spending time in your word lord and make real to me what I need to know and then, Lord, I'm also feeding back to you where I'm at. And prayer. When we say, read your Bible and pray, right? When you've heard that phrase stated over and over since you were this big in a church setting. And like, it's not made up. It comes straight out of scripture. And it's because that's God talking with you and then you talking with him. If we just push prayer alone, it's you sort of running in and just sort of talking, talking, talking and leave. It's like, hey, Tim, how's your marriage going? Great. Great. I've told Jana things on my mind for the last 18 years. Have you ever heard from her? I don't listen to her. I just talk to her. That's what I do. You're like, Tim, get some marriage counseling fast. Right? That's not a healthy interaction and communication. Two-way. Spending time sharing and listening and going back and forth, getting opinions and thoughts on. And that's what it's about. What's God thinking about the topic? Spend time in his word. All right, and here is Holy Spirit reach in and challenge you right where you are. So it's two-way. Another thing about prayer, it's not just words. It involves mindset. It involves heart. It even involves posture. It involves posture. I'm telling you, you will be more fervent in your prayer if you do not take a slouching, who cares position, but instead you take a position that actually shows that this is important to you. And so i'm not whatever that looks like i'm not going to be all militant about what it is and you might be on knees and you might be Prostrate and you might be standing and you might be moving a little bit You might just be sitting at a table with your head bowed or sitting on your specific couch where you do some prayer at it Whatever it is, but you've got a posture that says lord i'm here with you the end Like make sure your pasture and your mindset and your heart are all about being with him prayer it's uh, not just to get. It's not just asking for favor. It's more than that. Prayer. And so, and you might have heard this before, but I've I've said this a number of times. Uh, prayer. The best way to think about a holistic kind of prayer is think of the acronym ACTS. 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 So A is adoration. Like that's time where you just thank him for who he, you're amazed with his character It's not about how he's interacted in your life It's just you are holy you are righteous nothing bad in you. You are all love You do not change. You are all powerful. You speak and the worlds exist your presence holds it together Thank you for those things lord. You're amazing adoration right confession in light of who you are yikes I need some things to be let go of before you. Please forgive me, Lord, for these things where I've gone my own way, done my own thing. Confession. Keep that wall low between you and God. Regularly coming to him and apologizing for things that need to be let go of. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving. This is where God begins to be involved directly in your life. Things you're seeing change you. And lord, thank you for what you've been doing here. I'm in awe of how you've been working and I see your hand Thank you for that I appreciate how you've been interacting and then finally Supplication which is the piece of prayer that most of us think of first and that's the lord. I've got a struggle Hey lord, what should be done here? And, and I would like to see this done here and remember the prayer is not God, will you please do this? Like I know best so just get it done It's not the magic genie thing like I'm rubbing the pot and I'm asking you now get it done, please And it's lord, you know best and here's my thoughts, but not my will be done May your will be done that's subjecting your request underneath the kingship of your god prayer Allowing him to have control, you know as we interact with a sovereign god as we interact with a god who's in charge of the universe a lot of people go Then why am I praying you see if you're praying to get if you're praying to get your way And that's all you're doing is praying to get your way Well, you're right that prayer is useless throw it away because he's sovereign and he's heading his direction and And that prayer gets nothing done just so you know though that prayer isn't even biblical Okay It's not to be praying to get my way. It's praying, Lord, you're in charge. What are you trying to do? And what do you want done for me? And I'm trying to understand where you're headed next. What should that look like? And God, here's what I see in it, but I don't know everything. In fact, I know very little. And so what do you want done here, Lord? May your will be done. Prayer in light of the Almighty and his sovereignty. Okay? He's saying continue steadfastly in that. On your knees, regular, heartfelt, dedicated adora- adoration and confession and thanksgiving and supplication that God might get the greater glory, His sovereignty leading and you following with all you've got. Continue in that. Okay? Being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Being watchful in it. Uh, hear me, He's saying as you pray, God moves. He does move he does work and and in what ways is he going to work? You're not sure because you don't know everything and he does and and so you're now laying it before him And now you're like, so what comes next? Like where are you going to move God and what's it going to look like and and be watchful Because you expect him To be a part of this universe and a part of your life And now you're looking to see what that's going to look like being watchful in it with thanksgiving because lord you are good and you are gracious and i'm trusting in you with all i've got thank you lord for all you do i'm thanking you in advance for what you're going to do i'm thanking you as i look backward for what you already have done continue in thanksgiving as you pray powerfully to him all right now it says at the same time like that's great while you're praying for yourself that's all wonderful But pray for others, too. He says, at the same time, pray for us, that God may open to us a door for the word. Pray for a door to be opened. Pray for a door to be opened. You know, this is a a metaphor. It's saying that somehow I can't get through because the door is locked Pray for somebody to find the key and open it up and make it available for God Saying to you you can come through here's where and you're like looking for the open door amongst all the locked doors That's the metaphor and now he's talking specifically about sharing the word sharing the truth of the gospel and so here's the deal our job is to be praying for people we know and people we love Lord, where's the open door? Lord, in what way would you have me to share? And how would you have me to share, Lord? And when would you have me to share, Lord? Please make that clear with an open door. Are you hearing it? This is a big deal for us to be praying. Open doors. You've heard me use the phrase a lot before. Uh, I love open doors and closed doors. I'm telling you, there's nothing more clear than a closed door. Pretty sure you're not supposed to go there. You know what I'm saying? So at least God's leading right and so pray for closed doors and open doors like lord Where do you want me to head and and so hey the top three open doors We might see in this society in our setting in our culture top three doors that are open When you're talking about sharing the word number one would be tough life circumstances You're talking to somebody and they're going through a world of hurt They've hit rock bottom. Something went off. I mean, whether it be a job they lost or finances have gone awry or or they've lost a dear loved one to them or a relationship is blown up something isn't good, man. And in the middle of the hurt, they're more willing to say, I've hit bottom and and I need some help. That's an open door. And oftentimes they may come to you. They may come in tears. You'd be amazed how if you are open to sharing with them, no matter how tough and masculine your workplace may be, they will come to you and ask you, what do you think? Here's what I'm wrestling with. What should I do? What are your thoughts on this? This is a big deal. Tough life circumstances. Be praying for those around you as they go through them. And Lord, give me an open door to be talking to them in the midst of it remember they're tender So be careful how you share But be loving and gentle and thorough in what you share. All right Number two is tough life questions a second open door here tough life questions. This is a big one They may not be in tough circumstances. They may have been they may have just come through them and it's caused them to start Asking some big questions, but they're asking you things that are earth shattering Their total view of god changes if I understand this and 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 here's my question and be ready to answer them and help them. You might have to give this answer first. Yeah, I have no idea. Let me talk to somebody. Let me get back to you on that. That's an okay answer. Tough life questions. Getting after it and hearing of them and then being able to answer them prayerfully and carefully that they might come to know him as Savior. Tough circumstances, tough life questions. And then the last one is, uh, hey, they may just be asking you about your life you living it on fire excited and they might be going what gives what's with that green t-shirt i keep seeing everybody with these green t-shirts and what gives with that and you seem so happy to wear it and what's up with this church thing and why are you happy about your church and and it gives you an opportunity to share these are great opportunities huge open doors be praying lord open my eyes that i might see the open doors i'm willing who lord and where lord what would you have done you know we have uh we have a niece uh named courtney and uh a few years back we had been praying for her for a number of years and my wife specifically had a very dear heart for her and uh, just concerned about her going through some tough circumstances and some decisions she, she had made and uh basically said lord we want to be willing and available and open she lives a thousand miles away but what lord and how lord and where lord and and so we were praying for and talking with her at times and over the phone some and here and there, but uh, it wasn't, it wasn't really working out yet. Well, we ended up at a wedding, a family wedding, and she was there. And so we're all in Tennessee and uh, it turns out that uh, at midnight after the wedding, we're now sitting down to talk and we're in a hotel and uh, we start asking her just some questions about life and whatever. And then she starts uncorking some questions to us. And some very tender questions about God and His goodness, and how could certain things be allowed, and where is He at with, and, and as we were able to go through and answer some of those questions, and Jonna sensing a real kind of push from the Spirit to say, now's the time. And so she leaned in a little bit and asked a couple more questions, and Courtney just unleashed some huge opportunity for us to share. And so we walked through the gospel message with her, and we made things very clear right then and there about who our King is. About how good he is about the faults in this world being ours the hurt of sin from us and our God coming to Reconcile that through his payment and we have a loving great God and and we talked about the hope in him and and at the end We just said so what do you think? Would you want to commit to that kind of king? She stopped and she looked at us with tears in her eyes and she said yeah like right now I do And so I led through a prayer right then and there as we I just said hey look It's not about words, but let's just start with telling him where you're at It's about committing to him and saying lord. You're my king I confess you as lord and i'm believing in you and i'm turning from the junk and but let's just say that and start that With some words to him in a prayer and she walked that through and at the end she just had this Relief about her. She had this peace about her. She had this joy about her And we were in awe that a prayer of years had come through in that moment, in that hotel room, that Christ might get the greater glory. What an awesome opportunity to see God work. Pray that God might move and long... To be a part of that moving in whatever way it see, he sees fit. Lord, Lord, what is it that you want me to be a part of? And maybe it's small and it's peripheral. Maybe it's right at the middle of it in the delivery in that moment. Here's the cool part. We were able to uh, spend some time over the next year doing some uh, premarital counseling over Skype. Because I live so far away. Skype, man, it's amazing. You can read body language. So here we are counseling and you're like, so how's it going? And you see him go, oh, yeah. You're like, okay, so let's talk about it a little bit. They don't even have to say anything. We're on the phone. You could just kind of say words and you can't see. So we Skyped and we were able to really do some awesome interaction together, built some great relationship. They then moved. They moved to uh, Denver, Colorado. Have you heard of that city before? And so they're now attending Harvest Bible Chapel Denver and just so neat to see how God sets things up and what he's doing. And when we're praying years ago, we have no clue that she's going to come to accept Christ and move to Denver and be a part of a harvest and be on fire for him. Praise be to God. That's how he works. Amen. Amen. Who's God calling you to be sharing with? Who's God calling you to be praying for? I mean, really come up with names even right now lord who is it a name or two or even five that you could be real with and lord just open up the door where is it make sure you've got those names and make sure you're longing for him one of the things we need to be doing on a regular basis is praying for privilege and opportunity number two proclamation if we want to be sharing the word and spreading the word, proclamation, there's a point where we just got to speak faithfully and clearly present Jesus Christ as Savior. Look, it's great to be having good works in your life. It's great to be a nice person, and, and, and that's wonderful, but but they have no clue who Jesus Christ is till you begin to talk, okay? And so it's wonderful to live a good life, do that, but be ready to speak as well, all right? And so, well, where would you get that, Tim? Right in the middle of verse 3. To declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I'm in prison. To declare the mystery of Christ. Not to live in a way of which they could assume if they read between the lines. To declare, to proclaim, to say this is who Christ is and I stand by him. The mystery of Christ that he is God Almighty clothed in the flesh That he came to this earth with a purpose of paying a replacement payment on the cross His shed blood for me the mystery of christ and that he rose again from the dead He has ascended into heaven. He is king of kings and lord of lords And let me tell you he will rule for eternity And he's made a replacement payment available What an awesome god we serve To declare the mystery of christ. We need to be prepared to proclaim To make sure we make it announced and notice it might cost you something Paul's like just so, you know, I have been doing that and uh, And I'm in prison and that's where I'm at and I've made it clear who I stand for and how about you? That's what Paul's saying. I'm in prison and I'm happy for it If this is where Christ wants me because I've shared him then so be it I share of him then right where I am in prison That God might get the greater glory There might be a cost for us My question or my challenge to you is Hey, don't be ashamed Don't be reserved Be ready To proclaim Just to be real I'm not talking about finding a soapbox And standing up on it I'm not talking about trying to be weird and bizarre I'm just talking about being real And when they're asking you where you're at You're like, this is where I am and they might go, You've got to be kidding me. I heard that for 10 years. You've got to be kidding me. Just share where you are. And you'd be amazed what opportunities come up. It's great to see God work as you're real with Him. And so, hey, just a few things to know uh, when to proclaim, all right? Uh, when to proclaim. Be careful not to be breaking the law. I just thought I'd say that. I don't know. You never know. Right? And so be careful and, and there's certain times and places where the, you're not to be doing it and, and so watch out for that, alright? And, and give me an example of that, Tim. Yeah, work between the hours of eight and five if it's taking people away from doing their work. Okay? Now, if you've got a job where you can be like moving things together or something and you can be talking at the same time, more power to you. But if it stops you from doing your job, watch out. You're an employee being paid. Make sure you honor God with that. Okay? Think of the when and the where and make sure it's reasonable and it honors God in the midst All right So the other part of it is situations you're going to be in some red apple and green apple situations These are terms we use at harvest. We use them at all the harvests Uh, red apples. It means they're ripe To the gospel. They're ready to hear about Christ and well, how do you know? Well, remember we go back to those open doors tough circumstances tough life questions like they're wrestling with stuff and And you're starting to hear them ripen because of it. All right but more than that, there's a point, this is the ultimate test, when you go, hey, I'd love to share with you what I believe. Can I do that? Can I just show you the gospel from the Bible? And you just turn it around and you let them read each verse as you just open it up to them, okay? And you let them walk it through. And and you'll be you'll be amazed as you're walking through the gospel points. There's a point where they're like, yeah, I can't believe that. Nope. And you just found out how ripe they are. Okay, maybe like the first one you nobody's perfect. They're like, well, I got no problem buying that and and but the penalty of that is eternal separation from God like hell just because of our imperfection. Yeah, I got a problem with that. All right, you know where they're at and but that's what it takes is let's walk through the gospel message and find out how ripe they are. You might find that you're sitting in a hotel room at midnight and you go through the gospel message and they're completely ready and it's right now. And there was nothing before that moment that would have said, now's the moment, go press. So we just walk through questions and see where they are. God, I'm not pushing any agenda. Just help me to see where they are and pray for them right where they're at. And whatever you find is their sticking point, it's awesome to just be able to say these words. You ready? I can see that this is a really big sticking point for you right here. I'm praying for you in that. That God of the universe would be able to reveal himself to you in that that's what my prayers is. is that okay that i pray that for you what do you think they're going to say You'll be like sir whatever if you want to pray that yeah, just so you know i just invoked the almighty in this situation right and that's a good moment like there's an interaction you're being real with them but you also see where they're struggling note where they're struggling all right it's a huge part of helping walk them along the path don't just bang it to home see where they're stuck and help them to take the next step all right how do i know if i'm talking to a green apple lots of pride lots of self-trust i don't need anybody i don't need god this is ridiculous probably time to just say hey here's where i stand give it done and walk walk on with it it's all right you've shared they say it can take up to seven times for somebody to hear the gospel before they're really ripe to responding to it so be willing to share be willing to be rejected be willing to stand in the gap and pray let's see what god's going to do proclaim declare the mystery of christ all right You might be declaring in some of the most dark environments You might be declaring in an environment where it seems like it's crazy to say it here, but But somehow God's stirring me to do it and you know We had one of our high schoolers this past week who was in a spot like that They were on Facebook looking at some things and a friend had sent him something and it actually took him to a Took him to a website called I hate God I hate God and as she read the first number of elements there, they were all like venomous, aggressive, against Jesus Christ type statements, just railing attack. And, and then she started reading deeper and she saw some Christians standing up and taking a position and trying to do it kindly and gently and lovingly bring them towards. And she was really kind of impressed by it. And well, this is what she wrote, you might figure out who the person is in just a second. She said, I'm sorry, but I love this page. Just keep reading with an exclamation point. I clicked on this page out of complete and utter concern and shock. I'm a pastor's daughter. This is my younger daughter, Alyssa. And I love the Lord with all my heart. The first post I read, man, the hatred towards the almighty Savior is unbelievable. Unbelievable. People may say that he's an evil, twisted, and mean God. He is nothing of the sort. It is in the Bible that he would not let anything happen to us that he hasn't already approved first. He may allow troubles and dents to hit us in this world, but it is nothing, capitalized, compared to the pit of hell that he saves us from. You may say God is mean and out for trouble, but he died on the cross for our sins! Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. How can he be such a mean God if he is so willing to die on the cross for you and for me? I love the Lord with all my heart, but some don't. I love this page, I guess, because I see Christians standing up for what they believe in. We had a baptism service a couple weeks ago at church. Powerful! All caps. My God is amazing. He is kind. He is thoughtful and he's moving Taking a stand Where's god calling you to take a stand, you know, I don't know where she's at now But there was like 160 likes on this page It went nuts a few of her friends There was a couple people that jumped in and they're like you said god died on the cross and it was jesus Why don't you know what you're talking about and all of a sudden friends that she didn't know were necessarily taking a stand for christ stand up and go hey Jesus is god Let's talk a little bit about that and all of a sudden there's theology coming out and there's doctrine and there's It was really kind of cool to see them take a stand in love and gentleness And all of a sudden there's a position had where people are real and those that are standing there Go wow. Well, I can at least say you're real in it and you're passionate about it. Here's my question Where's God asking you to proclaim? Where is he asking you to stand up and be willing to take a stand even if a cost might come to it? Friends who might have something to say about it or family member who might critique it. Where's God calling you to be ready to share the word of him next? Are you resolved to take that stand? All right, so first is prayer. Second is proclamation. And third, preparation. Be ready to share who Jesus is to you and what verses support that. Preparation. Be ready to share who Jesus is to you and what verses support that. We start out here uh, in verse 4. It says, That I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. That I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Make it clear. You know, like when you take a glass of water and you can look through it and see the other side. And like they should be able to look at you and look through you and see Christ on the other side and make it clear. Are you able to testify and communicate the glory of God Almighty and the saving faith that it takes to have in Jesus Christ and who he is and how awesome he is? And through you, they see what they need to be in him. Make it clear. That's the challenge. Lord, help me live in a way that people get who you are. Make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. We are in a war and we are soldiers called to a cause and that cause is not my comfort. Jesus did not set us up saying, Hey, here's the plan. Everybody find your spot in the universe here and on earth. Find your spot, kick your feet back and just be able to say the words, ah, not the plan the plan you represent me and there are times where you will be infiltrating the very camp of the enemy be ready to represent well i need you on fire for me i need you determined for me and i need you willing to share from the guts of where you're at that christ is your king be willing to take the stand and help share how you can get there yourself So that somebody sitting there might go, well, then what do I need to do? And that you can share that, and they might be able to take a stand. Being able to share as you ought to speak, as a soldier for Christ. Well, I don't know how to do that, Tim. I'm not sure what I would do to even begin to make it clear. Okay, so let's break it down into two pieces here. One is testimony. Let's make sure that you have a testimony. The ability to share where you're at, all right? Being able to share the truth of who Christ is in your life. And, and so here's what a testimony has. Three parts to it. Number one. Uh, life before Christ. Like this is what it means. And I, I used to be. And here's some stuff I did. Please be careful on this. It'll end up if you spend too much time here. It's like you're celebrating the sin. Dude, you wouldn't believe what I was into. You know what I'm talking about and all of a sudden we're kind of showing off how sinful we were don't go there Okay, it's just I was a wreck and here's some stuff I was in and you get the clarity helps Getting clear on some sin that was going on right and then for some of you're like I was saved when I was little You're like hey, I was I was saved when I was five I was a rough (laughs) four-year-old I don't know let's be real with them. I I did not know Christ as Savior and that's where I stood But I was raised in a Christian home and I was able to see it at a young age. That's fine. That's enough statement to be able to move on. Every one of us without Christ is hell bound. And that's where we stand. It is the same horrible story of before Christ. I had nothing and I needed a Savior. That's number one. Number two then of the second part of testimony is, well, then how did I come to know Christ as Savior? You know, my mom shared with me or, or I had a family member who shared with me or the guy at work who kept it so real and I saw finally in him and through him and I heard the story of who Jesus Christ was and what he did for me and here's how I trusted in Christ. That's the second piece and then the third piece is so what's life like now? So what does it mean to trust him and like I'm not saying I'm perfect man, it doesn't mean it's all over and I'm done and it's, it's perfection now! It means i'm wrestling through things but god's getting the glory and it means when I realize something's wrong i am giving it up and i'm going to his word and i'm spending time in prayer and You're like, "Well, i'm not sure i'm very fired up here Okay, then then, then get fired up. You know what i'm saying? Well, don't just sit there get fired up and then build that third part of the testimony God, I want to be on fire for you and I want to be able to answer for who you are in my life and Testimony and you'll hear when we do the baptisms this is a lot of what we're walking through we're just asking them to do a mini testimony right there before we baptize it's a great celebration moment of God at work in you people need to hear that it's actually working here with someone they know okay testimony it's a big deal you can help bring someone to Christ with your story if you trust him as savior lead them to where you are you're like okay well Then what do I do? What if they're like, I want to trust Christ as Savior, I guess. I want that thing you've got. Like, how do I help them get there? All right, this is the second part. Then you need to be able to share the gospel message. All right? So the gospel message in a few verses. Hey, there's a number of ways to go with this. um, But I'm going to stick with the one that probably is easiest to remember. It's called the Romans Road. So we'll just walk it. Romans 3.10. By the way, these are verses that if you're going to memorize any verses first, get to these and memorize them. They will give you such confidence in where you stand, alright? Romans three ten, it says there's none righteous. Nope, not one. Alright, the word nope is mine. It says no. No, not one. Alright? But nope, not one person. Nobody's perfect. Alright? And and then what you do when you're doing this, by the way, is you turn the Bible around and you have them read it and you say, Well, what does that say? And now you're you're really seeing how red is this apple. You're seeing how well can they see the word and understand it and they read it and they're like there's none righteous What's that mean? I guess it means like nobody's good. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, exactly. That's what it means And you're like, well now what verse do I go to next? I gave him the bible and so what i'd recommend is writing the verse uh, Upside down of the next place you're supposed to go on the bible Now you're handing it to them and you're seeing it right there and you can even write what it's supposed to be Next verse after romans 310 is romans 323 for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Look, it's a sports term. It means we came up short. Zero points. We shot an air ball. It's worth nothing. That's where our goodness stands. Worth nothing. And, you know, so you just write at the top of your Bible upside down. Romans 3.23. Air ball. You know what I mean? Like, I know where I'm headed next. Right? It's your roadmap. map. And then the next verse after that. Romans 6.23. says, for the wages of sin is death. Eternal separation from God. Okay, how? That's what it means. The payment for sin is hell. I grasp the severity of that. This is usually, by the way, when someone's not going to accept Christ, where they'll have a sticking point. So take your time here, and it's okay if if you end up having to say, I'll pray for you in this situation right now, that you'd see where God comes to. But this is a huge moment. If you grasp the penalty of sin is hell, it's a big deal. You're about home. Okay? And so that's Romans 6, And the last part of it says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's Romans 6, right? And so then you go to, so what does this gift look like? Uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Like if Jesus is a gift, how do I accept that gift? What's that look like? And it says there that if you believe that God has raised him from the dead and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Like I'm telling you, Get to that verse and underline, believe, confess, saved. Like that's the recipe. That's what it looks like to come to know him. And you've just given him the gospel message. Romans 5.1, you actually heard it read up here during child dedication. Uh, therefore being justified freely by faith, right? Or therefore being justified. What is it, John? Quote it to me. Therefore, being justified by faith. Don't you love when you panic on the spot? Have your Bibles open, right? Then you can read it to them instead of quote it. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Huge moment on that verse to say we can actually be with him for eternity. And then I love just putting this one in at the end, John 3:16. Uh, because it actually just gets they're like they've heard that verse a lot. They've seen it in football stadiums They may not even quite get it And You're like just so, you know all those verses we just went through listen to this now for god so loved the world That he gave his only begotten son, right? Are you hearing it that whosoever believes in him should not perish no hell, right? But have everlasting life, right if you believe in him everlasting life Wow, that's john three sixteen. Like that verse lived out in these five verses, and that's the gospel message. Are you hearing it? So for by, for by grace are you saved through faith, that's your, that's your moment of getting home. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Man, these are awesome verses to just make it clear, just to sit down with a gospel message. And make it clear i'm telling you we put these verses down on a little note card and we handed them out Like four years ago when I was first here And one of them ended up getting into a prison to a guy who was in prison he had come to christ uh, But had made some bad mistakes and he got this thing and he was saved But he was reading through it and his bunk mate ends up going what are you reading man sits down next to him He goes through it that guy's saved So that guy takes this thing and he goes forward to two other guys He goes you need this and those two guys read it and they're saved Are you hearing it there's power in the word It's not about us having any magical authority and power. There's power in the word that god might have the greater glory. All right Quick story here Uh, We have a guy in our body who came in this week and uh to talk with pastor steve And uh, he said hey, I don't get it. I've seen the baptisms. I've been to peak performance I hear the whole fired up thing and committed to god thing and been coming to harvest for a couple years And I don't have it and I don't know what it means And so Steve spent some time, went through this gospel message with him, verse by verse. And at the end, he said, so what do you think? And the guy said, I need to respond to that. I need to do that. He said, do you want to do that right now? Yeah, I do. And so he accepted Christ this week in Steve's office, just saying, I've heard it enough and I don't get it and I want it. And so it's that simple. Just sharing the word and just waiting for God to work. You do not convince them God does. Just share the word and see what happens. All right, you have now been empowered with testimony and with gospel So here's my simple question to you. Are you saved? Have you trusted in him as savior? If not man today's the day It's got to be done right here and right now Do not walk out missing that gospel message and just walking on make today the day you commit to him And if you do trust in him as savior, that's great. Get ready. God's calling you to share I'm not sure with whom and I'm not sure where but he's got a plan for us to proclaim It grows our faith and it brings others to him that God might get the greater glory So prayer proclamation and preparation and last is perception perception He says walk in wisdom toward outsiders making the best use of time Wisdom like your head's engaged. You're thinking it through. What's this going to look like? What will they respond like if I do this and making the best use of time? Don't waste your time with poor words and ridiculous arguments and and looking just like the world would look Live for the king Making the best use of your time. He says let your speech always be gracious That word means unmerited favor Gracious Like being able to pour out on them what they don't deserve Are you kidding me? They've been jerks to me All the more reason to try to be pouring it on with grace Pulling back on that punch and helping share with them in a way that might bring them towards them stronger Seasoned with salt like it's got this preservation content to it salt, right? It's a preserving element seasoned with salt So that you may know how you ought to answer each person So that you may know how you ought to answer each person Look, we got to be careful of how we should answer. Sometimes we should be encouraging them Sometimes we should be challenging them, dude, you need to get off that Sometimes we need to be informing them. Do you understand why you need to be off that? Take some time to figure out which it is. Don't encourage the belligerent heart You will get them continuing in the wrong role Uh, Don't run around uh, Challenging the discouraged. You'll destroy them So you got to figure out who they are and where they're at and inform them and, 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 and Encourage them and be able to challenge them where they need to be challenged that god might get the greater glory Be willing to use your speech and your action to show that you serve the king of the universe May god get the glory. All right your words Your action your focus. They tell a story A story of a savior that you're moved by and you're stunned by Tim. I'm not even sure how to get this going I need an icebreaker. Like what can I talk about? How do I do it man? Do we have something for you? So we got ushers. They're gonna be coming forward and uh, we're going to be passing some cards out. Everybody take a stack. It's going down the row. Everybody take a stack. There's five cards rubber banded together, all right? So uh, these cards are going to be coming down the rows. And as you take them, it's actually just a handout that's about the grand opening, all right? It's a handout about the grand opening. And it says simply this, grand opening, 1111. What it does not say, join us. That's your job, okay? Like I'm telling you what we're not doing is just inviting people because the cards in their hand You need to be able to say come with me like sit with me, man There's something going on in my life This is an easy starting point to just be able to talk through what God is doing It's important to be able to grasp that Okay, and so as you share with them, you're simply starting out. My God is doing something huge in my life Love to invite you It could start out really deep like that or you might start out simple like this. Hey um, I know that you've got uh, some things going on. Would you be open 11 11 man? November 11th We've got this big celebration going on. Uh, here's what you don't say Hey, come to church with me We've been through this. You know what they hear when you say come to church with me? Hey, come board be bored with me for about an hour and a half that's what they hear they don't know what church is. They don't get it. So come with me join me in a celebration We got this huge grand opening going love to have you join us All right And love to share with you a little more about who jesus is in my life if they start asking and this is an easy entry point For you look to spread the word. This is not talk about a building. Okay, that's just an icebreaker That you might be able to share deeper. They might say to you, dude, what gives with this whole Bible church thing? There was a lot of Jesus talk that day. What's going on with that? And you have a chance to be able to share. I wanted to make sure you are so well prepared to give your testimony. To walk them through a gospel message. They may ask and you're like, hang on, I got to get some notes. Then you go back and pull notes out from today. May God get the glory as you share the word and spread the news about what he's doing in your life. Who he is okay Hey these cards here we got five for everybody if you need more next week feel free to come and get them We will probably have them we, I know we're gonna have at least 1500 more or thereabouts and I uh, got a huge deal on these You wouldn't even believe the deal you get on these things when you buy in volume It's like 200 bucks for 8,000 of them. So like praise God man go after her. tell them about Christ man All right, so we're excited about what's going on God's doing a huge thing here. And here's my request to you Be real be on fire and remember the people you're inviting are not people that are already excited on fire christians at other churches please let them be there and grow there and keep that church on fire the people you're going after are people who are not at a church and on fire they don't know what it means to be growing lord give me wisdom to who to reach out to that you might be given the greater glory everybody get that uh everybody get that all right, so our job is to be handing these cards out might want to start in the next week or two because i'm telling you You want calendars set make sure they know 11:11. mark your calendar So be praying and reaching out even today and lord i'm ready If they ask me a deeper question i'm ready lord. What do you want done that you might get the greater glory? I'm ready to spread the word of my king Let's pray